Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the first episodes of this series, I'll recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kim episodes. And I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching them. And whether they've been on this call or not, I love, love, and it's so amazing to me when I hear from clients, and it's very rewarding to hear their countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them, whether that's on the podcast or working with them over time as clients. I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that the success can happen to you too. And it all starts with a call. So today I'm bringing on someone who is near and dear to my heart. I've been loving working with her. She's been a podcast listener, you know, for quite a bit. And she decided to take advantage of my free breakthrough calls. By the way, if you don't know what those are, you can find those in most of the show notes. There are links where you can get that free breakthrough call. I really, really hope you take advantage of that because that one call could really make a difference in your life. And when we first spoke, here's the thing. She suffered from being a pervasive perfectionist. I'll just call it that. And it was really paralyzing her dating life. As a classically trained pianist, she learned to constantly strive to do better, even when things were going good. She always thought that there would be something better. And that we saw also in her dating life. And she had done a ton of therapy, but there were some stumbling blocks that prevented her from finding love she was craving. And more specifically, you know, she shared that she had a hard time knowing what was right for her because she was a perfectionist and she was in her head a lot. And so she would kind of overanalyze. And, and then with that, she was afraid of making mistakes. She had a hard time finding time to date and finding that balance because she was, you know, she's very busy with what she does for a living. And then she was finding the online dating really frustrating. And the biggest thing that I remember on our first call together, she just kept talking about how much she didn't want to waste time, waste time on emotional energy, waste time dating the wrong people. And, you know, here she was just kind of spinning. And then with that, there was a lot of anxiety with it. But her dream was to find a guy, a partner who shared a sense of humor that she could grow with spiritually and intellectually, who maybe somebody was into the arts, who was generous, who was open, intelligent, loyal. And she realized she needed coaching to learn how to lighten up and emotionally connect with someone, allowing her to develop a relationship that she deserved. And it was clear to me that her anxiety and perfection were definitely causing her to get in her head and get ahead of things so that in reality, and this is what I shared with her, she was actually wasting time. The very thing that she didn't want to do, she was doing because she was so in her head and she was possibly letting great guys pass her by. 
So she signed up for my three-month phone coaching program, and I'm happy to say that after working together, and actually pretty quickly, and I'll let her share with you how it happened, she found her dream guy. And what's so funny is that he has a lot of the qualities that she listed on our very first call of her dream guy. But I'll let her tell you about it, and I want everyone to welcome Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi. Oh, my God. It's nice to be here again. Yeah. So I know now you're on the podcast. You know, you were kind of a passenger for all this time, and now you're in the driver's seat. And hopefully, (laughs) you're going to be helping so many people because of it. I'm just, I'm so happy for you. And I can't wait for you to share everything about your journey into this love you have found. So I don't know, just maybe tell everyone a little bit about you and, and who you are. Yeah, so I'm Julie. I'm 49. I come from uh, Canada, Montreal. So I'm basically uh, French speaking most of the time. So if you find my accent funny, this is why. Oh, wait, uh, no, 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 no. Everyone's going to find it super sexy, by the way. Like French <laughs> yeah, accents is. are super sexy. <laughs> So yeah, so what I do for a living is uh, I teach piano. I have a full uh, full studio of uh, students of all ages, and I do uh, compose for piano and I improvise and I can give uh, workshops also improvisation workshops to help people develop their creativity in music. So um, I'm passionate about my 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 job and that. Uh, uh, took a lot of time uh, in my life to uh, determine what I really wanted out of my job and to establish myself. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I've been single most of my life. And also for all the reasons uh, you listed previously. Mm. So uh, my challenges were uh, when I got to, you know, when I asked for your help, that, uh, yeah, I had done a lot of work on myself, online programs, readings, but I was really burned out of uh, dating. And as you said, it was taking a lot of my time and I couldn't figure out if it was because of me, because of them, because of life, because of all the reasons we mentioned before, was it because of that, that I was not meeting the right man? I had a cue that, a clue that it was my perfectionism. But uh, still, you know, I had some ideas of the man I could possibly be happy with. And I was not meaning him. And um, I was getting lost. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Actually, I was really getting lost. And I don't think I'm the only one because over the years, I've listened to a lot of coachings and, and a lot of women and a lot of people today are lost in a online uh, dating and uh, yeah people are insecure and we've been hurt and we're older so um yeah we together you helped me focus on um living more in the moment mm-hmm. and I, I think this is one of the lessons that i still have to put into practice um and also to see the positive aspects of the man I am with, because as a perfectionist, you could always see some, you know, some aspects of, of the, man, the the people you're dating. You can always see something and and step back and uh, and um, avoid maybe having good time with this person. So yes, wait, I want to pause there for a second because yeah. I think that was one of the things that you and I uncovered as well is that, you know, sometimes when you get caught up in that perfectionistic um, 
mentality and there's this list that gets created in fear of picking the wrong person or in fear, you know, it's always like in fear of, and I think we were seeing how it was also protecting you in fear of maybe pick, you know, selecting some relationships that didn't serve you in the past. And also, you know, that dynamic, how there were ties into your upbringing and also how things were happening now. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm early on, you know, I've been dating for the age of 17 or so. Mm. And, um, you know, relationships were often, um, how I, I don't know how to say it, but, uh, you know, because I was an overachiever, some people were attracted to me because I was a pianist on stage. And because I was getting admiration from people, um, I was still do, ma making uh, concerts and doing concerts. And, and although I was unhappy and I attracted men over the years, even in my early forties, who wanted to be with me because of that, you know, they, they had a, a sense of being with a trophy, you know, but not necessarily with the woman. So I was, I got scared over the years of meeting those people and controlling men also. Um, and so now this man I am with is a lot less controlling, but more uh, encouraging. He's happy that I'm a pianist, but I don't think it's the main thing, you know? Um, Wait, that controlling thing, like who, who was that similar to? Well, my father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the thing. And, um, you know, we talk about this on the podcast a lot and just like how we all go back to what what we're used to, that familiarity principle that happens in our brain. It's like, oh yeah, well, I know this. And even how that aspect was, is playing out in the relationship early on and how you and I were talking about like what a man should be and what a man, you know, does. And, you know, just even the definition of a man. And well, that that's also- probably my biggest takeaway, you know, it's like, what do I define as strong and confident? And it's, you completely, you completely turned uh, things around in my head of what I thought a man should be and, and not should be, you know? And uh, I, I used to see sensitivity as weak and uh, mm. showing emotions as weak. Um, and a man who lets, a lot of room for 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 myself, you know, leaves me a lot a lot of time for myself. Um, I thought like uh, this is not what I'm used to. I'm used to somebody who interferes a lot uh, in my in my life. So uh, it was really uh, destabilizing, you know, uh, to be to meet that man. And and that's what I want to encourage other people that not to run away from a type that is not necessarily your uh, regular type and give that man a chance, you know, to uh, to maybe uh, be different and be better for yourself. Well, yeah. And if you're single and you're attracting the same quote unquote type over and over again, you really don't have a type. Like it's not working for you, you know? So <laughs> that, yeah. right. And so that, that's the hard part is trying on that new dress that you don't think you can wear or that, that fits you. You know, yeah. I always equate it to the shopping. It's, it really is like, well, how do you know, unless you try it on and it may be different for you, but wow, you might like it. It might really suit you. So Okay. So that, yeah. And we'll get into more about like the skills that you gained 
while working together, but what made you decide, like given all of this stuff, because you did work a lot on yourself and you'd had, you know, plenty of therapy and different modalities you tried, like what changed when you, you know, in your mind that triggered you to ultimately make the decision to work with me and invest in yourself? I think I was at the end of my rope. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like my membership and then and the dating, online dating was uh, ending up and um, I was totally burned out. And um, I, friends were helping, but you know, friends get tired of hearing your stuff all the time. And sometimes they give you advices. Some of the, of the advices I got from my friends were good, but not always. And um, I needed, I think I needed uh, somebody to hold my hand <laughs> through mm. the process. Um, and what I like of your services is that, yes, you can help people find um, the partner of their life, but also how to begin a relationship. Because in my case, I found that that partner before, like for the first week I, I started working with you and I found it by myself. But afterwards, it's like I was stuck also with what do I do? You know, how do I start that relationship without being so filled with anxiety as as I used to be before? Wait, yeah, what? Hold on. You almost you almost walked away from it, too. Remember, you're like, well, wait a <laughs> second. How did I just I just signed up with you? Maybe I should be like looking around like you couldn't. It was almost like you were looking for reasons for this guy not to to work like do you remember that like you were yeah, just like of course I, I do. yeah of course I do and you help me you help me um stay there ask myself what's happening what's triggering me to leave mm. you know and uh, to what you help me understand is that I could doubt any relationship, you know, yeah. any relationship I feel good with. I could doubt it because of my perfectionism, because of my anxiety. And then as soon as I see something that's not exactly what I want, or I'm not sure I like it, then I could protect myself and go in my head and then start to uh, step back, you know? So, yes. so that's, that's the thing that I'm glad you were there. Uh, and I mean, I could still apply it to today because I have to remember when I tend to go in my head, when I, I remember your voice saying you're protecting yourself. So now I know this is what happening. It's not because the, the guy is not okay. It's because it's my pattern of, you know, of, of going into my head and, uh, and, um, starting to analyze and, and freeze. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because here's the thing. I mean, it's so much easier to stay in status quo in your comfort zone in your little cocoon, right? Because then you're not, you're not taking a chance of getting hurt, but with that, you're not also creating change for yourself. So it's like, I think in the beginning you were in that tug of war, you know, with yourself. Yeah. It's like, I want it, but I'm scared. I want it, but I'm scared, you know? And so, <laughs> right. And we were like, it was like the tug of war I was having with you. And, and, and so just challenging you to look at, okay, well, how much of this is just your fear of getting hurt and how much is this a reality, you know? And, and he kept showing up for you, right? Like his actions matched his words. He's, he was like a good guy. And then you question that you're like, oh, well, that's not a man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not an easy one. I mean, right, right. I've had a lot of men who wanted to be with me, just not that I'm 
you know, putting myself up on a pedestal. But I mean, I had a lot of offers, but I always thought, geez, you don't know who you're dating. It's like, <laughs> I'm not the simplest one. Uh, yeah, so I still have to be careful. It, it's funny. It's like, things are flowing with this man. I spend, I, I, I call them almost perfect dates. You know, we see each mm. other in the weekends and everything is flowing. Same interests, same rhythms, same, 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 same for a lot of things. And then when I don't see him during the week, then I find reasons to, uh, to worry and to say, I might not be as good as it looks, you know, and wait, something will happen. And, it never worked in the past. So, I mean, I still have to, to look at those monsters and of yeah. course this man is not going to be perfect, but so far he's been really great. I mean, and that was another thing too, that I think one of the monsters that you're talking about is that remember you're like, I don't know, Kim, he's, he's just too much like me. Can two people who are so alike yeah. be together? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course what? I remember. Yes, I remember. And I still, you know, all, all, your, all the things you're saying are still, they're less in my head. But I mean, it, the monster is still, you know. So, so let's talk about that. Like, what were some of the um, skills that you gained in working together that, that are helping combat some of those monsters to help you kind of move forward? Well, you, you um, asked me to put down a list of the things I liked mm. about this relationship and about this man. So, and when I doubt the relationship, like I could doubt any relationship, then I go back to that list and I say, well, there's so many things I like that it helps to, uh, to lower the anxiety. Um, mm. That, and also you, you told me uh, whenever you feel there's, you know, something bothering you, you should speak with your man and, um, yes. and see, check with him if this is true and how he shows up, you know, if he, and, and most of the time he listens and he encourages and he reassures me and comforts me. So that helps to lower the anxiety too. So, yeah. And to believe that two sensitive people can be together and two, I mean, I'm more anxious than he is, but he mm. has some anxious, uh, you know, aspects. Um, and that if we're not anxious at the same time, we can help the other, you know, like uh, hold the space for the other. And, and uh, you know, while he's anxious or do the opposite when I'm anxious. And, and so you gave me the tools to believe that these are possible, you know, that mm, there's yeah. so many good things. I mean, and a lot of friends who are, I have friends actually who are psychologists, so I'm, I'm not missing psychologists around. <laughs> <laughs> and they, even I have a, a student who's a psychoanalyst and they all said, you know, it's better when you're mostly alike in the, in the long run than mm -hmm. to opposites. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what you, what you said that, that last part of, you know, just kind of being direct and communicating what you're wondering about or anxious about, I think was so huge for you and for you listening. If you suffer from anxiety, that is where anxiety comes from always the unknown, you know? And so then what happens is that you're left to, predict and assume things. And those predictions and assumptions 
always get the best of you. It's like, you know, having all these stories in your head and all of a sudden you're in this movie, the story that you created that have nothing to do with reality, you know, because you never really checked what the reality is. And so it sounds so simple, yet it could be so hard if you're not used to being direct. Like you grew up in a home where things weren't exactly expressed directly like that. So you were left to guess. And so, you know, it it was just a language that you needed to learn. That's all. Remember we were talking about that. It's like, okay, so you know French, now you know English, now you're going to learn how to, you know, talk about your feelings. And you've done such a beautiful job. And even like how you were writing things down to help you prepare for that. And then every time you talk to him, it was like an aha, an aha moment. It's like, oh, wow, it wasn't as big a deal. And I'm so glad I talked to him. And it actually, I think it made you two closer, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, I'm telling myself it's good not to, uh, in my case, because I could be overly anxious sometimes, not mm-hmm. always speak, you know, because I'll make him scared. <laughs> yes yeah but Mm -hmm. if it's too much like I I like to discuss with him you know like if something is really bothering me I like to discuss and and so far he's uh, still uh, listening and and encouraging and yeah he I I think he really wants to be with me so um uh yeah I think we could be like pretty sure about that based on our conversations and yeah. No, well, so like, what is your, like, just share with everyone, what is your life like now? Like, what are the moments you notice that feels different than how you were before? Well, my life is a lot more, a lot richer, I find. Um, I used to, uh, you know, like, my, my work filled all the space, the whole space, and, and it was okay for a while, but then I couldn't lie to myself by, you know, last year or the year before, I don't remember exactly, but I couldn't lie to myself that I was really lonely, and mm. uh, that work was not filling that space anymore, and friends were getting away often in the summer and the Christmas time, and also I was not comfort. Uh, I was not sure that I could love someone also, you know, I, do I have uh, that capacity? Can I be there for someone? Because I had men who wanted to be with me, but not necessarily me wanting to be with them. So uh, I find my life a lot more dynamic, a lot more fun. Um, I like sharing a lot, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to, sh- I mean, everybody says it, but it's nice to share sports to share cultural events uh, to share movies to share meals conversations i mean it's so different um wow. so that part and also you learn to know yourself a lot more when you're in a, in a relationship it's like oh i didn't know that about myself and uh, there are things that i knew <clears throat> for sure um, but uh, you know what you notice where you are at you know, when you have somebody who mirrors you. Um, so it's really, uh, it's really nice. Uh, it's challenging. That's for sure. It's, it's being by yourself, being single is, I find it is a lot more easy and, and comfortable in a way. Um, but it's definitely less fun, less, in, less interesting, less uh, dynamic. Uh, to be alone. Uh, I mean, for a while, it could be okay. But in my case, it was like most of my life. 
<laughs> yeah. So I needed to end this, this chapter. So people, it's funny because I get bravos and congratulations for <laughs> so many people <laughs> at work, friends. Aww. People are so happy because they know how long I've been, you know, dealing with this. But then I have this new fear. It's like, oh, now I have to make it last. You know, they'll be disappointed if, you know, uh, it's like, um, because they see it's like a baby. So, you know, some, some uh, women had a lot of uh, miscarriages. And so when they, they're pregnant again, they want to wait a bit to tell people because they want to make sure it stays there. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm saying it to people and, and it's, I'm living something, you know, and I met this guy and it's important in my life. You know, and I was just going to ask you, you know, what's the next challenge? And I think you just kind of said it, you know, you just know that you'll always have that propensity towards wondering about what's next. Like yeah. that's just your makeup. It's your upbringing. And now it's just learning how to manage that in a healthy way. That's all. Like, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, in, in a way that serves you, you know, it can serve you in business. It can serve you with your clients, you know, getting ahead of things and having goals and all that. It's a beautiful thing. But the same, I'm just going to encourage you to do the same thing that we worked on together. And that is anytime you're getting ahead of things and you're worrying about, because now the next worry is, oh my God, will this last? And am I going to let anyone down? Can I live up to this expectations? You know, like it'll it'll keep going. And then if you get married, then there's going to be a whole slew. Just know there's always going to be the what ifs. So just when that happens, you know, kind of come down from the clouds and put your two feet on the ground to just focus on what is today. And that's all you can do. Like there's always what ifs. I mean, there's all, mm-hmm. nobody knows and can predict the future, but all you, what you do know is what is today. Yeah. And, and that is this beautiful, loving relationship that you have and really breaking some of these patterns for yourself. You know, what I heard you say that to me is the biggest kind of win. I mean, yes, you have this beautiful man in your life and you're, you're feeling more fulfilled. It's, it's that you finally feel that you are deserving of love. Like, I think that was the mm. kind of switch. Ah, I said that. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, it, you said it in a roundabout way and I just want to kind of put a cap on it because that you, you said, well, I don't know if I can really give the love. Right. But, but, that question actually has to do with you feeling that you deserve it and that you yeah. can give it and have that space for somebody and that self-love and having that space to then give it back is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, I feel that this is the right time in my life now that I feel that I'm more comfortable with my job and I'm more established. And now it's like, I'm devoted to this relationship and I want it to work. And, Mm. and I used to escape from relationships and think that they're, they're in the way and they're asking too much time, too much energy. It's too much uh, concerns. Um, Today it's like, I'm readier to, yeah, get my, my feet wet. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy every day. It's like, okay, this is the time to do it. And I confront myself and, uh, yeah. And, uh, believe I can be happy also. I think this, this can help people that I think I used to work so much on myself that there's always something missing in my life. And I am an overachiever and there's always 
possibility of getting more that you think that you can never be happy the way the things are. And um, yeah, because this, this, this man is telling me often you have the right to be happy. This doesn't have to be complicated. Your life doesn't have to be complicated all the time, you know? Yeah. And you know, that busyness is another way of, you know, kind of guarding yourself against the hurt. It's a, it's another way like, well, you know how to stay busy. Like you're pretty confident doing that, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like, but, but finding a relationship and having that love was more of an unknown territory. That's the anxiety. So it, it was uncomfortable, but now you're seeing like how, yeah, like, you can have it all. And, and that switch went off. And it, I just want to say, cause I know we're ending here, but I just want to say, Julie, like it was amazing working with you and just seeing also just how you blossomed. And I, you know, you and I were on zoom call, so I got to actually see you. Um, mm-hmm. and just even your energy and your body language and like, just just how everything started clicking and shifting and, you know, from where you were before. So I, I really noticed it, you know, not just intellectually in your heart, but also like outs on the outside as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for being there and helping me. <laughs> oh my God. You are so, so welcome. And like I tell everybody, it's never goodbye. It's always like keep in touch. Yep. And I, I, I know that one day maybe I'll, I'll get you know, an email from you, a picture from you on, on the, if, if you get married, I better go to, I want to go to Montreal. So can, can, I, can I be invited? <laughs> I'm inviting <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks again awesome. for joining Thank me. Thank you today. so much, Kim. Oh, I love you. Okay. This has been the Charisma Quotient and I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site as always, seltzerstyle.com to see more ways I can help you. And if you are finding yourself paralyzed with perfection and anxiety, which is causing you to lose focus on the connections you have right in front of you, like Julie, hop on a call by just clicking on the link in the show description. That 30 minutes could change the course of your entire life. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next star in my Where Are They Now episodes to talk about your successes. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.